Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hello and welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name is Caitlin. My name is Jamie. And we're here to talk about movies. But what about in movies were oh, well geez. did we already <laughs> no, mess it up yeah oh, geez. i think that there's like a 10 second threshold of how long it takes for one of us to speak in in an unintelligible fragment and then right. just really derail it we talk uh we talk about women in movies women yes women 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 this podcast is inspired by the Bechtel test which requires that a movie has two women characters in it that talk to each other about something other than a man someday i want to play a prank and say the, the Bechtel test was invented by Mr. Joseph Bechtel. Oh. <laughs> it has nothing to do with women at all. That would be a hilarious joke. <laughs> Can we say we got iced? We got iced. For those of you who don't know what being iced is, which is probably okay. everybody. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, I first of all, I feel attacked. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is, uh, you know, an assault on all my senses. I, if you are listening and you have been iced, please reach out to me. Let's uh, let's meet Tweet up. Tweet at Hamburger Phone. You can come to my house. We'll just have a conversation, and then at some point, I'll ice you. If you don't know what being iced is in this context, it's when someone presents you with a smear off ice, mm-hmm. taking you by surprise, and yeah, then you, you have go, to. Oh, oh no. geez. I've been iced. And then you have to, I guess, get down on one knee and then chug the Smirnoff ice. Yes. There's a, there's like a lot of pomp and circumstance surrounding the ice. Essentially, mm-hmm. it's moving a lot of product for the Smirnoff company. I don't think it's been practiced in at least five years besides uh, before today. Right. It seems to be a very regional, potentially just New England New thing. England circa 2010 and 11. Yeah. Apparently. That's the last time I saw it. 
Anyway, um, Aristotle, our producer, he iced us because we were talking snake. about it last mm-hmm. week. And he... I hate so We are now... Jamie and I are both drinking Smirnoff Ices. Well, you finished yours. You actually because chugged Because I was it. iced the way you're supposed to and be And I'm a little baby and I can't chug anything, and so I'm still drinking I it. I have my signature Mike's Harder Lemonade. Yes. <laughs> my, uh, my white trash... My ode to white trash every week. <laughs> Just take a Mike's Hard to, mm-hmm. the, to the face. Well, uh, oh, gross. Wait, no. I take hey, it back. Yo, hey. No, that's my dad's name. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I need to leave. I need to go home. Well, let's not do that. Let's instead introduce our guest this week. Okay. <laughs> Good intro, though. Yes. I, that was, it turned, it started out pretty rocky, took a turn for the better, I think. <laughs> Ended with my dad's hard dick. Yeah. yeah. No. <sighs> Anyway, our guest, <laughs> our guest today, no. she, uh, she just found out that she's going to be a series regular on HBO's Insecure. Yeah. She also produces a live comedy show at Nerd Melt called Smart, Funny, and Black, the first Tuesday of every month. And she's a very funny comedian, Amanda Seals. Hey. Hi. Thanks for being hey here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. What this is, is that? Radio voice. Ooh, it's oh, it's so my sultry. God. <laughs> This is like R and B one AM. Exactly. Yeah. Next Very up, horny all of a sudden. New additions. <laughs> Can you stand the rain? Can you stand the rain? Oh. From Mike's hard dick. <laughs> Mike's hard. Well, that's for that's for my dad when he's making love. Oh, oh my R&B god! Radio. And we're doubling down on this, and it's killing me. <laughs> Is, do you think that people only say making love in the Pacific Northwest? That's my theory. It seems like a very Pacific Northwest thing to do. No, I think it's pretty uh, widespread. Pretty, yeah, people make like love everywhere. Midwestern. I think they make love everywhere. Oh, gross. All right. Well, I just I was gross. It, was, it didn't no, happen here. You got no argument from me that it yeah, isn't. No one's ever said that to me. Yeah. Well, once someone said it to me, I was like, I need to go some. <laughs> I need to go somewhere else. Yeah. Don't say Let's that. Let's make love. Let's make love. Yeah. No. But like making love to me, it has nothing to do with sex. Like if no. we're going to make love, that means that we're going to like put a puzzle together <laughs> and drink hot cocoa. Because like, exactly. that's love. Like something that you don't totally want to do. Yeah. Like you're going to watch me do a full interpretive dance to mm-hmm. the intro music to Harry Potter. <laughs> I and still like me after. If someone I'm dating comes to a show I'm on, that to me is closer to making love than fucking. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that is inconvenient it's for them. It's very easy they do not want to, to be get there. a man to have sex with yes. you. It's very hard to get them to come to your comedy shows. I had a guy tell me on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. that he was tired from meetings. And so he could not come to my one-woman show. He was too tired to watch me perform for an hour and a half by myself, There's which is so many layers. Very there. tiring. So many layers. By the way, uh, and, he, and he even put in the text, "The hustle is real." Ugh, gross. No. Yeah, with two exclamation points. No. Is he? And is then he... you made love to him later that night. <laughs> right. No, I my version of me. I don't know what my version of making love would be. It would be like, I don't know. Like, I mean, that was real. What you said about them coming to a show like that's right. you're making love. Yeah, for me, it would be like being quiet for a little while. Just <laughs> like, quiet. You want me to not talk for five minutes? This is how I make love. Oh, you're saying like what your version of making love to someone else would be? Yeah, like stuff I, I oh, would be like inconvenienced yeah. In, by. Yeah. Sports related endeavors. Oh, sure. I would consider making love on my part. For me, I think it would be like having them lure some feelings out of me, like having me express. <laughs> lure. 
some some feelings which I don't usually like to talk I mean, about. It would be like stop talking about your feelings. <laughs> right. That's I what can't. it is for me. I get I'm yeah. a cancer. Right. I'm oh, just, okay. Oh, yeah, feelings. I'm I'm a Leo. I'm very and I'm just like you're like I have feelings. I they are important. Listen. Also, I'm in charge of <laughs> all of this. <laughs> and and you people love it. People love it. Yeah. Hey, should we talk about the movie? I don't Ooh. know. Oh. Well, the it, the making love combo is a good segue for the movie. That's it's true. Pretty good. The movie that we're here to talk about today is Coming to America. Yeah. Which I think you said is your favorite movie? Of all time. So you grew up with it. When was the first time you saw it? Ooh, when is the first time I saw Coming to America? I honestly don't even know. Because it came out in 88. Yeah. I was too young to see it in the theater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I definitely had it on VHS. Sure. I'm pretty sure I saw it when I was eight. Yeah, because back then it took a year for something to come from the theater to a right, VHS. Yeah. Which, by the way, I was trying to go see Moana, and they're like, "That's on DVD now." What? Oh, you tried to go to the Whoa. theater, and you're like, "It's wasn't yeah. it just out in like November?" Yes, that's weird. That's too. That's fast. too fast. That's too mm-hmm. fast. I literally was like, "I finally have time to go see Moana," and then I saw a commercial that I could just stay you home. Could just have it. Yeah. So I love it. I love it Kaylin so much. Is, you love it. Yeah. A that's, a, that's a large expression of feelings. You just made love to Moana. I made <laughs> love to Moana. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That makes me feel good about it. Uh, seeing, seeing that uh, 16-year-old uh, voice of Moana sing at the Oscars, I was like, maybe I could, I could fuck with Moana. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is that like a formal princess movie? Uh, Not that sense, I won't. I see what you like. Is like, does she? Is it a princess like with the dress? Is she joining and... the franchise. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll try to poise it like that. But this movie is quite unique in terms of Disney <laughs> princess. This you. film is quite unique. Mm. Yeah. Caitlin has two. Wait, we always forget oh. to say this. Well, I don't like to mention it, <laughs> but I do have a master's degree in screenwriting. <laughs> I hate bringing it up. Do you? I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> Or we're pulling it out of you. I feel sick. <laughs> it could be the uh, Smirnoff Ice that you just chugged. Mm. That no, that went down easy. Okay. Like like my sweet nectar. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to Chuck E. Cheese after this to see if, how many how much they'll serve me. I'm going. Is with there? You said there's a two drink limit. In theory, okay. I feel like it will not be hard. It's going to be packed. It's Friday night. <laughs> It's, it's Friday night. That's a typical <laughs> poppin' night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese, they're going to be busy cheese. as hell. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so coming to America, I had seen it before, I want to say like maybe five years ago. So I wasn't that familiar with it. I had just seen it that once. Um, Jamie, had you seen it before? I had not. Yeah. You all are Bye. so white. Oh, my God. We, that was <laughs> like the movie. whitest sentence I heard today. No. <laughs> From both of you. But, like, literally any ice. black person listening just gasped that you'd never seen Coming to America. Only because it is on all the time. And it's one of those movies that, like, if, I, if I'm skipping channels and I see it on, I mm-hmm. have to. You have to stop. I have to stop and watch yeah. it. Like, okay. I can't not watch it. I know that I. It, it was one of my dad's favorite movies and we had it. Well, I we just, know a lot like, about your never dad. Eat. It's true. <laughs> First of all, my dad's name is Mike. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to my dad's girlfriend, uh, whose name is Lisa. Great segue Whoa. back to the movie. Oh, my God. Great segue back to the movie. But uh, I, we had it on VHS and then I think by the time I was old enough to watch it uh, we like no out. longer had a vhs yeah, here, so i just never saw it but i loved it it's so good should i do the recap do the recap okay so i do a very bad recap on every in most episodes let me hear this <laughs> to everyone's dismay 
we've got Akeem, played by Eddie Murphy. He's the prince in a fictional African country or mm-hmm. kingdom called Zamunda. That's correct. And he just turned 21, and his dad, James Earl Jones, the king, is like, you got to marry this lady. And he's like, she's very boring. I don't like her. So he goes to America to find a bride with his friend Arsenio Hall. Okay. Friend and servant. Friend and servant. His name is Semi. Mm-hmm. And they like go to Queens and he meets this woman who is the daughter of a McDonald's ripoff chain restaurant McDowell's. called McDowell's. McDowell's. And he falls in love with her. But he, the whole thing is that he wants someone who is just going to love him for who he is. So, like, he pretends to not have any of his riches and he, he just pretends to be like a commoner, very much jasmine in aladdin and they interesting yeah um so they like fall in love and then like some things happen but she's also got this like boyfriend who kind of sucks daryl and uh you know some hijinks ensue (laughs) involving sam jackson yes oh i loved that scene i love that he was in it and i love that louis anderson is in this movie i totally forgot about that randomly I that's um, when I'm gonna make the big bucks. Arsenio makes a very pretty lady. <laughs> I'll tell you like, Oh my god! Like I don't even know where I first saw him, but when I was a kid, I had a huge crush on Arsenio Hall, and I don't. I think this is like the youngest I had ever seen him. I had a crush on him when he was already old. That was my mo as a child. <laughs> Some people like but, Disney princes. You like oh middle aged black guys. That's your C's. Arsenio Hall. Alex Trebek, Kelsey Grammer. Wow. <laughs> Just middle-aged. Are... your flavors. Okay. I had a very big crush on Jim from The Adventures of Huck Finn, oh. the Elijah Wood one, mm-hmm. played by Courtney B. Vance. Yes. None of this surprises me. Also, Alfred Molina <laughs> in Spider-Man 2 <laughs> made me so horny as a 12-year-old. That... I, I had a poster of Doc Ock in my room because my mom, I think, was like, you know, Jay's a tomboy. She's into... She's in action movies now, and I was just, like, horny for Molina. That's very peculiar. He's not a typical <laughs> heartthrob. No. He's a beefcake. Yeah. He's a beefcake with a bad attitude. I love him. <laughs> with a bad attitude. <laughs> so anyway, that's the story of coming to America. The whole thing is that, like, as he says in the movie, Akeem wants a woman who will arouse his intellect as well as his loins. Yes. Love it. But I want a woman who arouses my intellect as well as my loins. Yeah. I love the accents that they like go in and out of <laughs> yes. throughout the entire movie. Just whatever's comfortable. <laughs> but the best part of the movie is that there's like all these just come like every scene is funny. Like yeah. there's no not funny scene. And as a comic, I appreciate that there aren't any throwaway lines mm. in this movie. Like you can watch this movie and line for line there's setup punch. Like it all makes a point that can stays consistent throughout. And then you just have all these random characters that are played by for the Arsenio. most part Arsenio Eddie, and Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So good. See those scenes just as a again, coming from a screenwriting master. <laughs> a lot of those Sorry, scenes <laughs> Um a lot of those scenes felt very unneeded. I feel like they were just like, hey, we can do different characters. No. Let's have a barbershop. No. Was, I, I have a genuine question. I'm sure that this was not the first time that was done, but was this one of the movies that popularized doing that that like led us to Jack and Jill? 
or like of the main star playing multiple characters? That's a really great question because I don't have a frame of reference for any um, other film. Because I feel like the Adam well, like, Sandler um, movies are like the worst possible endgame mm-hmm. of that yeah. trope. But it works so well in this movie because half the time you have to do a double take where in like the Jack and Jill kind of movies you're just <sighs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. They might have popularized it for like mainstream comedies, but there's a bunch of movies that like um, yeah. Wizard of Oz. That's true. I think Dr. Strangelove, different actors right. play different characters. Mm-hmm. Can I... Um, uh, can I give some insight into why the barbershop scenes are necessary? Sure. Yeah. Because when Hakeem, when Hakeem and Simi come over to America, they're like, oh, we need to go where the common parts are. We need to be with mm-hmm. the common people. Let's go to Queens. So they go to Queens and they're like trying to like immerse themselves into like black American mm-hmm. culture. And the barbershop is an integral part of black American culture and experience and just kind of like the shit talking that happens in the barbershop and the barbershop ends up being like what leads them in the right direction for him to meet Lisa. Right. Mm. You know, because, and so like it serves as like the parents for him in America Right. That he didn't, like, when he was in... Well, yeah, because the barber, like, leads him directly Literally. to Lisa. Yeah, he's like, go to this and leads his mo- yeah. And leads his father to him. Like, they're yeah. kind of oh, like yeah. this centralized nucleus that serve as the home base for Queens mm-hmm. the same way that, like... Essentially, it's like saying, like, the barbershop is the palace for Queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Uh, I think maybe I just think that those scenes go on too long because oh, i'm missing the comedy so i know They're, like the, man you ain't things. never met no martin luther king yes i did <laughs> no you did not <laughs> fuck you fuck you fuck you who's, who's next, next? Yeah. i definitely like that <laughs> oh that was so good they brought up uh they brought up that when Rocky they Marciano. Made, yeah he's from my hometown and i was like oh it's the one white boxer hey that's <laughs> he from where i'm from Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Brockton City Champions, aka Rocky Marciano, was born there a very long time ago. There was in my at my high school. There is a fifty foot statue of Rocky Marciano. Wow. It's oh. gaudy, and we like it is a very low income. Like, where did that money come from to make that? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It's Joe was one hundred five when he Rocky Marciano. Everybody know that he was lying about his age. Everybody know that. <laughs> All those things are so good. I love. Oh. Okay. I know. I'm... <sighs> You know what? I gotta ha- I gotta be contrary sometimes. You know, <laughs> you gotta. I know. Well, you're you it's know all what? Those you're film training. Degrees. I know. Exactly. I, got, oh, I gotta get rid of them. I gotta just <laughs> let loose. Set them on fire. Don't need them. <laughs> I really don't. So we have we talked about some of those characters of the women in the movie. Mm-hmm. We have uh, hmm. the queen mother. Mm-hmm. Yes, Queen Alolio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> queen a- a- Alien. <laughs> that was a good scene too. Lisa McDowell is yes. the oh, kind of, I'd say, the, the main uh, woman. Mm-hmm. Love Lisa. Character. Her sister, Patrice. Love Patrice. Love Patrice. Patrice, Patrice is, is so... the voice of, like, real, I don't know. Every time I was just like, man, Patrice. Patrice, not everybody thinks like you. Yes, they do. They just don't admit it. Right. Yeah, that's like our intro to Patrice. <laughs> and then when she ends up with Arsenio, I'm just like, she wins in my head because she got to make out with Arsenio Hall. <laughs> Nurse. Why does she always get the good one? I, I love how horny she is. The She's whole time. She's so horny and she has great outfits. Yeah. Which she is does. All my favorite movie characters fit that description. When they're at the basketball game, I'm like, oh, she's just going to go for it. Yeah, she just right. gives them like an under-the-coat hand job yes. at a basketball game. Peak mm-hmm. Patrice. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> 
so those are pretty much the most notable uh, women characters in the movie. There's also mm-hmm. Imani, who is the bride to be that he leaves back in Zamunda, what who's just very like? dumb. Yeah, I just like whatever food and music you like. Oh. Bug like a dog. <laughs> a big dog. Woof. Woof. Yeah, she does worse and worse as she hop on one leg. Yeah. Just on like an orangutan. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and I love that the father comes in and is like, I see you are getting along nicely. Yeah. <laughs> or later when he's just like, I fucked the ladies that bathe me. Yeah. Don't you? Don't I was you? like, Man, you're poor poor queen. <laughs> I know. Poor queen. She she knows what's up. But in their first yeah, in their first scene they're basically like, We don't love each other. Right. Time for you to get married. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. Right, right, right. They I, have was an no- I was nauseous when I had to marry <laughs> right. your father. She's mm. great. The first thing I wanted to talk about is how many of the characters have very poor attitudes toward women. Mm-hmm. We start with uh, Arsenio Hall. He's like, look, a lady just has to have a very nice face and a very hot butt. And, and breasts very- like a saba melon. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, why do you care what her opinions are? And meanwhile, Eddie Murphy is like, I want a woman who gives my brain a boner. And then he's like, what a great attitude. My question in the movie, I'm just like, man, where did he, where does this come from for him? Right. Where does he derive this from? Right. Because his dad doesn't feel that way. It seems like his interaction. But I was like, you know, I don't care. You know what? I would say that's the only hole. In the film. We don't know why. I know that Caitlin that. believes there are very wide gaping <laughs> I holes, don't think that. But <laughs> I do feel like that is a hole. Like, we never find out, like, why he in particularly has decided, like, I th- this is the case. He's just a I thought they were going to tell us. I thought they were going to tell us in the scene where he's on the date with Lisa and she's she basically asks him that question of, like, why do you think this way? Even though she still thinks he's poor at the time. Right. And he... Gives her an excuse, but he doesn't, like, give us... I was like, is there, know. Is there a director's cut, maybe? Right. I'm like, is there... Is, did you read... See, that didn't bother book? me. I like, I just, he's just a free thinker. He got sick of, like, just being pampered and... Who you know, gets he's, sick he's, of that? Yeah. <laughs> like, the royal penis is well, clean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, that was great. Uh, I was wondering if maybe this year I could tie my shoelaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what did he say? No, he said, I wonder if maybe this year I could wipe myself. And he's like, yeah. very funny, Your Highness. Yeah. And then, oh, the, no, James Earl Jones he has that great line about the shoelaces. Like I tied my shoelaces once. Experience. It was a very overrated experience. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's, everything, everything <laughs> is good. Yeah, I mean, it didn't bother me. I didn't, I was just like, you know, he's just a, he's a free thinker. He's a, he's a nice guy. Yeah. I mean, of all the plot holes that could exist, this is... More yeah, I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. He he respects women as a plot <laughs> hole. Great, great, yeah. cool. I do feel bad for the like rose bearers who lose their jobs. He's like, <laughs> I don't want you to throw rose petals at my feet anymore. And I'm like, what's going to happen to the rose bearers? They'll become dick wipers. <laughs> they get repurposed. They get, they get promoted to to royal penis cleaning. Royal. Amazing. All of what a resume. Dreams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like when I worked at the Gap, and this chick was like. I really can't wait to become a denim specialist. And I was like, oh. I've got to quit. <laughs> I had, can't, can't stay here. I worked at a place once in Alston, Mass, yeah. called Swiss Bakers. Don't go there. And we were called guest huggers, which is disgusting. The Swiss are perverts. I was a shift lead. I'd show up at 4 in the morning. I was 21. I shouldn't have been there. And then... <laughs> The the owner was this Swiss guy, and he's like, you know, you're guest huggers. So if a guest comes in and asks to hug you, you must oblige. No, Ooh, so isn't we that against the law? Would 
absolutely 100% it's against the law. But to them, against the law equals swift custom. And if someone, if some pervert per se, wanders in at 5.30 in the morning and is like, I want a hug, you got to hug them. Did that happen? It, it happened several times. Very few people actually wanted hugs. <laughs> but the only people who want hugs are the people you don't want to be hugging. Yeah. yeah. So, um, was, oh, so that's my dick wiper job. <laughs> 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 Because it felt in to an extent it was a dick wiper job. Yeah, dog. no, and then definitely. I had to make them a latte. Yeah, yuck, gross. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm doing okay. I recovered. You're drinking a lot of Mike's hard lemonade, though. That's true. Hitting so I don't the, know. Hitting the sauce hard post guest <laughs> hugging. Yeah, <laughs> numbing the effects. <laughs> uh, Imagine waking up at three thirty in the morning to go feel someone's hard dick. No, at five thirty. That the just morning. sounds like riding the train in New York. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting paid. That's true. So Arsenio's, you know, attitudes toward women are not very great. And then neither is the king. He's just like, oh, who cares? She's a woman and she's hot and we picked her for you. So marry her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we... um, Daryl. Daryl is the next person. Daryl is Lisa's boyfriend whenever we first meet Lisa. Mm -hmm. He's all like, a woman just needs to be taken care of you don't need to work i'll take care of you i got my what's the name of the hair product just let your soul glow <laughs> just let it shine through baby just let your soul glow yeah he's got that soul glow fortune he's like mm-hmm. let me just take care of you when this soul episode comes glow. out i'm gonna make that my ringtone <laughs> <laughs> Uh, genuine question again. What is Lisa's job exactly at McDowell's? She's on the computer. I think a lot. she does the books. She's, yeah, yeah. She, she seems like she's crunching numbers. She's, she's got a She's, she's her social media coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> she's a recent grad. She's right. figuring things out. She's working it out. No, I think she's like their bookkeeper. Right, because she like has this like. And she's cool. the one who's like donate. You know. All right, we got to uh, fix up Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. That's the scene where we all fall in love with Lisa. Like, Absolutely. what a great, motivated, beautiful person. It mm-hmm. is also the scene that is what makes the movie one of the best movies ever made in the history of the world because we get to meet Randy Watson. Randy Watson. You might know I'm him as another. Joe the Policeman from the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. <laughs> That's not where I know him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really but that oh. scene is another Bechtel desk scene, like how they have all the women in bikinis. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, yeah, that, so that black awareness rally is really just like a beauty pageant yes. with like religious. But no one wins. Speeches. Why didn't anyone win? Right. At the end, he was like, everyone show your ass and now you can leave. Yeah. I was like, but wait, who won? Who won this black So I think that win. what that's references. Have you ever seen Jet Magazine? Yes. So Jet Magazine was like a little mini magazine, but it's like a it's a legendary black women's magazine. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't have say, necessarily say it's a black women's magazine, but it's like it was like a black. Is it still in print? Like, is it? Yeah. No, they're on. They stopped printing. It was okay. like a whole thing, like maybe th- two and a half years ago. Gotcha. And every issue of Jet Magazine had a Jet Beauty of the Week. Mm. And the Jet Beauty of the Week would be, like, in some very 80s bikini and sitting on, like, a rock, you know, mm-hmm. or some shit. And then it would have, like, her likes and her, you know, her goals. And it was always just vapid BS. Okay, but yeah. the Black Awareness Rally is essentially, like, 
here are the Jet Beauties of the Week. Like, they're- that's essentially <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah. I didn't look up who – I wonder who the women in the actual, like, line of – I wonder if, like, they were any from of them, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, if any of them were that. Well, in the scene with the three guys from Mighty Sharp, from the mm-hmm. the barbershop, you know, the three of them are sitting there at the Black Awareness Rally. Mm-hmm. In front of them, in the row in front of them, is director F. Gary Gray, who directed Straight Outta Compton and no Friday. Way. Well, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I'm trying like to bring y'all some some extra facts. There Thank was, you. Some black facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. There there were so many things I had to pause, and which isn't like ordinary for just like watching a comedy. Is like I had to pause multiple times and be like, wait a second, what? Uh, uh, I had to like find the list of who is Eddie, who is Arsenio, <laughs> like really? find the list of parts. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't know that that was a part of the movie, oh, and so by the time I figured okay. it out, I'm like, wait, what did I already? Miss. miss yeah right yeah there's man there I is really a lot of sexism though i really it's like almost like i i mean i know that but it never made me like the movie less sure it's well, almost like a little john song <laughs> <laughs> there's i mean there are there are some i don't know and i guess like eddie murphy who's like kind of a arguably like a problematic dude in in a lot of ways it like in regards to his stand up anyways um, yeah. like I wasn't totally surprised to see some like women, butt of the joke thing, like at the beginning, before we meet the really hot lady who doesn't have any thoughts of her own, we, the person who introduces her, you know, is like a bigger woman and he's like, Ugh. oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then right, he thinks like, that that's going to be yeah. his bride. The and then joke he's like, is he doesn't find her attractive, right. you know? Um, and there's like a few things like that, that. I, man, it, not that I gave the benefit of the doubt, but I wasn't like surprised to see because I've it seen wasn't Eddie Murphy's like, stand. Like I don't right. know, I was like, I wasn't totally surprised to be like, oh, this movie isn't amazing to women. I was honestly surprised that I loved Lisa so much, and Lisa was so clearly yeah awesome. Mm-hmm. She was very definitively like not about the bullshit. But she was Daryl. pretty much the only woman character who was like that. Every other woman we no, see. No, his mom. Patrice. His mom, yeah, true. Patrice, I mean, um, Patrice, you know. She was a face just... sexually free, third wave feminism, <laughs> Kim Kardashian's right. a feminist type You could see it both ways, yeah. Because maybe at the time it was like, oh, this is like the slutty sister. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Through through now, 2017 yeah. goggles, love she's Patrice. Just think she's sexually great. liberated, and I think yeah. she was just like more material. She's more like a she was the basketball wives' sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's more like why does she always get the rich guys? <laughs> like she's like Damn. well, that brings me to the uh, fourth uh, dude character mm-hmm. who is not very great toward women, which is their dad, Cleo McDowell. Oh, Cleo. he's yeah. basically just Rest like a mercenary who's like who's the richest guy who I can marry my daughter off to that was one of the scenes where i was like wait like that was a weird parallel between what's the fake country eddie murphy's friend zamunda zamunda and i was like that wouldn't have happened in 1988 someone being like hey my daughter is gonna marry this guy i don't know like in queens in 1988 would that that's happening in queens right now like literally (laughs) I mean, I think it came from a different place. I think it did come from a place of, like, I want my daughter to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's, like, a single father. Like, she doesn't have – they don't have her mom around. So I think mm-hmm. – because even though that there was that, once James Earl Jones was like, I'll pay you 
he's like, to oh, leave my daughter alone. Great. That's when he, yeah. no, but he was like, no. He was like, you can't buy my daughter off. Like, mm-hmm. who the hell do you think you yeah, are? Yeah, he offers him a million dollars, two million dollars. He's like, no, she's yeah. not for sale. Yeah. Which redeems him. Yeah. And yeah, so I feel like good. he was just like, I do feel like it was more about, like, my daughter is someone that's worth something. Right. More than, like, I want to just peddle my daughter off. Yeah. I tried to contextualize it a little with, like, hmm. You know, if you're would Mike be okay? Like, how would Mike behave? If I was like, "Hey, Mike, I'm dating a janitor," uh, he would be like, "David, come on!" You know, (laughs) like even if and and I could be like, "No, this this janitor is Eddie Murphy. He's great." And my dad would be like, "I don't know." You know, like you know, I guess my lawyer told me that I cannot date anyone who doesn't have a master's. Right? It's like, well, I was like, like, "That's tough." I'm in LA. Really. That's yeah. Half the people here she haven't graduated like, high school. Who are you gonna talk? What are you gonna talk about? I've met more successful high school dropouts here than it's like it's. <laughs> but then disturbing. what do you talk about? Because oh, that's nothing. the thing. There's nothing. I'm like the she conversation was like, ends. She was like, you're not. She was like, there's going. You're gonna hit a wall. She was like, you're gonna hit a wall. Look, you don't need to talk. You just make love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, in you- the biz, we call that a callback. Mm-hmm. Nice, love it. Caitlin, you have the masters. You're like hot tail. I gotta get a masters. I gotta be more in debt. That's what's gonna make me uh, like a valuable I'm, partner. <laughs> I definitely, yeah. I'm still playing paying Columbia for that masters ring. Oh, man, a solid thirty three thousand left. I can't, bring it home. That's not that bad. That's like. I mean, I'm thirty six this year, so okay. Yeah, I've been paying this off for almost fifteen years. I just got under forty thousand uh, for my undergrad, and I've never felt better in my See, entire I'm, life. My income is low enough right now where they're not making me pay back my loans. I've lived that life. That's yeah. amazing. So I, don't, I just have to stay poor until <laughs> I die, and then I'll never forever. have to pay them back. You win. <laughs> that is legitimately my plan. <laughs> stole it. I don't want to get rich enough that I can pay them back. I want to stay poor enough that I don't have to pay them back. It's they fair. don't deserve it. They don't deserve. I yeah. think I can settle. Like I think I'm at enough. My therapist of a told me that to balance. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm at like a low enough balance where if I hit him up and was like, "Listen, how about I just give you four thousand bucks and we call it and even. we call it <laughs> and they do that? Will they do that? It a day. They won't take it that low, but like. If it's 33, they might take 23. Well, you're a series regular now on an HBO show. No. You're like, you can put me on your alumni list. Listen, and I've then been broke. 10 grand oh. off it. Long time. My mom today was like, remember when you used to sell bags on MySpace? Yes. I used to sell hand-painted tote bags on MySpace. Did you that, paint them? Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. It that's was, a great idea. Very difficult. Yeah, that sounds like, like it would take a long time. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I used to be a paint night instructor. That was my hug. Hug. You Swiss almost got me that job, bakery. too. Yeah. And I yeah. trained for it, and then I was like, this is, I've Abysmal. had every bad job, but this is too much. What is yeah. paint night? It's a thing where, like, usually middle-aged women go to, like, a bar, and it's there's, like. Disturbing. <laughs> it's disturbing. <laughs> It's like an event where you just like paint a painting. There's an instructor who like teaches you how, like how, it's like usually a landscape or a tree or Everyone something. Everyone paints the same you thing. You drink margaritas, you drink white wine, and then you just get drunk with your friends. This sounds fabulous. 
good. It's I mean, very like, how hey, old comrade, you? Uh, 24. That's why it's gross to you. It's really, I <laughs> To me, know. I'm like, me and the gals fainting. <laughs> oh my God, this uh, sounds amazing. It's like where everyone with their like former sorority, they're like, you won't be great if we all made the same bad painting. Can we talk about the, there's a montage where um, Akeem and Semi go to a, a bar and there's yes. all these very ludicrous women who they <laughs> Are cycle they ludicrous? Through. I mean, I wrote They're down, very L.A. Some of them bothered me. Others did not. Like, some of them seem more, like, satirical. Like, the girl who's talking about her career and stuff. I was like, like I just okay. really want to do, like, my own videos. I want to be my own star. I want to write my own songs. You know, because, I mean, that's that, a Los Angeles conversation that, that I've had. That made me laugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that was really funny. And then there were a few that were more... Like, what were the ones? Did any bother you or... I mean, I was none of them in necessarily my <laughs> bothered me, but they were all just like such ridiculous. I want to tear you to pieces. <laughs> that and, and your friend, friend too. too. Spit take. <laughs> and a great spit take. I wrote that. Right. Arsenio was like great Arsenio spit take. He spends the entire movie just like mugging. He did. Yeah. Arsenio's over 40 in this movie. Wow. He's like 43 in this movie. Damn. Well, you know what the best women in that scene are, though, right? Oh, oh, there My name is Peaches, and I'm the best. All the DJs want to feel my breast. Makeup, 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 makeup. Movie should end right there. You found her. You found her. That was my like voicemail message for a good four years. Oh, that's amazing. Like, if I wasn't a series regular on the HBO hit show Insecure, I would put it back. Sorry, I'm. That's my screenwriting degree too. <laughs> uh, I love them, and I also there's another pair of twins. I don't know if those uh, DJs. Twins? Yes. Yeah. What I love about it twins. is that they are speaking in unison, and they say something like, "This is the first time Teresa and I have been out since the doctor separated us." But they both say Teresa as though <laughs> their names are both Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> I have I, never caught that. Yeah, I have I, seen I this film nine hundred and. 22.75 times. I have never caught that. I think it's maybe the best joke in the entire movie. No! I didn't catch that the first time. Oh my God. This is That's the first time great. Teresa and I have been out since the doctor separated. No, this is the first time so, Teresa and I have been out since the doctor separated us. Yeah. Because yeah. they have the beat in there. Huh. Yeah. Oh, huh. I loved And they were sitting as if they were con- still conjoined yeah. twins, too, like just like a little to yep. the left. Dude. Have you ever, like, gotten into the conjoined twins wormhole, like, of Googling stuff? I started uh, it, and then I ended up purchasing books. It took Oh, wow. I used to work at a bookstore, and one day there was, like, a sale. There was a sale about, um, there's these great vaudeville conjoined twins, yes. Violet and Daisy. Yeah, I've heard yeah, of them. Well, were, that's what the mo- there's a play. Yes, yeah. There's so many. There's, there's a musical. Like, a Netflix documentary. They were in movies and all this stuff. And you, like, I was like, there's got to be a chapter on their sex life. There is. They were horny as hell and they made it work. I love them. How? They either by one twin choosing to be chill and being like, have a good night. I'm going to turn my head to the side. <laughs> or there was like a curtain arrangement. Oh. Like, Do you remember where they were joined? They were joined like traditionally, like at the at the hip. at the hip. My question was, can one twin feel if the other twin is coming? Would you know if your twin is? Did they have two it? separate vaginas? They did have two separate vaginas. Yeah. Okay. So, and knows? they were both married at one point, and they were also like for a while rich as fuck. Wow. Mm. Anyway, back to the it's movie. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Um, no, 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 no worries. <laughs> so there's a line that Lisa delivers. 
whenever so there's a, a party where Daryl goes to Lisa's dad and is like, Hey, we're I'm gonna ask your daughter to marry me and Cleo's like, Great. And then they just decide her future for her, basically, and it's like she's like, I'm not a prize to be won again, just like in Aladdin with Jasmine. Um but she goes out and she just starts talking to Akeem, and she's like, I'm not going to be pressured into marriage, not by my father or Daryl or anyone. But then, not long after that, she gets married anyway <laughs> at the end of the movie to Akeem. Mm-hmm. So but she I guess gets married after saying, exactly. But she tells him, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Take your earrings. I felt fine with how it ended. Yeah. Like, because then he says to her, like, we don't have to, like, live like this. Would you give this yeah, up? And she's I re- like, I renounce my throne. Nah. Right, right. I don't know. There's like so many. Sometimes I, I kind of get caught up in that. Like everyone thinks that movies should end like Sex in the City, the series, where it's like, I don't have a man. I'm fine. But it's like you can still be a fine person and like empowered and, and got happy. what you want. And, and like, yeah, and like be in love and stuff. And I feel like, oh, like it's almost. I like to believe that. I mean, I mean hopefully <laughs> that that's like what can happen to me. Maybe it's just because I'm so cynical and so that educated. I resent everyone so who has someone to be with. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck you and your stupid wedding and right. your pink dress. Mm. Not oh, even a was... white dress. <laughs> No, which I appreciate. I liked that. I okay. Patrice wears a two-piece pink outfit the first time she hooks up with Arsenio in this movie with these unbelievable earrings, oh, and I yeah. just like that. I screenshotted it. I was like, "Let me figure this out." <laughs> like, <laughs> I want Patrice's look here. <laughs> Let me figure this out. <laughs> it seems achievable, but I don't know. <laughs> well, you lived in Englewood. I lived so in Englewood. You can definitely achieve that look. Yeah. Sloss and Swap Meet. Mm. I lived right by um, uh, Baldwin Hills Mall. Yes, yes, like right around the corner. Yeah, I went to that Walmart optometrist to get glasses, and then I called back a year later. I was like, "Hey, I came here last year. Can I come back?" And they're like, "This Walmart is closed." <laughs> I was like, "Tight. Okay, see you never." There's a what I think is a, a, a trading places <laughs> reference. Yes, where Akeem's like, back. yeah. Randolph, I told you I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> oh, I miss. Okay, because I had, I haven't seen Trading Places for a long time, but I have seen it, and Ooh. I was like, that rings a yeah. bell for some reason. Yeah, he gives um, them a wad of cash. He basically takes Semi's spending money, and he's like, "You can't do any more damage with this." I'm gonna right. Give it. And he gives okay. it to these two poor homeless white guys on the street, and then it turns out that they're the characters from Trading Places. Looking good, Valentine. That's Feeling good, good Winthrop. Yeah, there's a scene at the beginning where I had to double check when this movie was made because it sounds it almost sounded like James Earl Jones was doing a weird Mufasa reference, but then I was like, apparently he just plays royalty a lot. Yeah, because he was just like he said something like like King all I survey. Yes, and I was like, that's a Mufasa all line, this right? Is yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds like Mufasa, but it was but Mufasa know, sounds like that. Very yes. Well, because yeah, they're interchangeable. He does play a king a lot. Um, he's regal as fuck. Well, even. Darth Vader. And yeah. That and um, Conan, the barbarian. Oh. Right? I didn't think of that. He plays I don't know. I like a, 
he's a bad guy, but I think he's like a How leader. How could you cast James Earl Jones as like a popper? He sounds like fucking royalty. Right. Yeah. Like he's he, like that would I maybe be books. fun, a fun turn. That could be his Goodwill Hunting. Mm. This time, James Earl Jones mm-hmm. sounds the same, except he is poor. Ooh. <laughs> Have him grow I'd some scruff out. Awesome. <laughs> Instant. If James Earl, okay, this is my theory. If James Earl Jones played someone very poor, he would win an Oscar. He, he has did not a very won bad job, which is crazy. He's got to he's got to have a Goodwill Hunting. He's got to have a Dallas Buyers Club. He's overdue. These are all movies with all white men, though. This is I, but I want James. <laughs> I want that for James Earl Jones. I know. <laughs> I want. Well, it's like even like Denzel not winning for Fences was like. That's true. I mean, and what a fucking abysmal, actual win for. Casey Affleck, who I would kill using my legs if I had the opportunity. <laughs> Can't stand him. That was so specific. Oh. Who I would kill I think using I could, my legs. I have very strong legs. I think I could suffocate him. I like to think I could do that too. Like right? you just wrap and then squeeze. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like some shatter the rib movie? cage. What's that movie about? Teeth. Teeth. Oh, the, the vagina. Kill your vagina. Yeah. That was my favorite oh. movie in high school. Have you heard about this? It's no. a horror movie oh, where a, so a woman discovers she has teeth in her vagina. And then she and uses then... it for vigilante justice. Yeah. She, I like it. She fucks well, they have they have condoms in uh, South Africa that they were using that have like, I mean, quote unquote, teeth inside the condom. So it's like a woman's, it's like a femidom that women put up their vaginas mm-hmm. to... Uh, be safer against rapists so that if someone Whoa. comes to rape them it, the teeth grab onto Ooh. their dick and so they can move themselves out of them and be like peace your dick's all fucked up why isn't that everywhere that's <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> what yeah that's like a thing oh it's I like a no little idea. bear trap wait aristotle yes, held great. up a thing that said the sandlot what's that about what 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 stop you uh, don't know about the sandlot i mean i know that it's a movie but I didn't know what, what it was. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> yeah, I know that line. I've seen okay. Wait, is Jim Joel Jones in it? Yeah. Is he, he's, a, is he a king in it, too? Well, he's like oh. a former, like, legendary baseball player. Okay. But right. they don't, he's... they're afraid of him, they think, because they're like, he's like a recluse. And then like they finally go over there to get That's true. the ball. And it turns out that he's like this legendary baseball player. I have chills thinking about it. Literally, I have chills right now. It's such a good thing. And, <laughs> yeah. He's still a higher echelon, but you just don't know it for a long time. Right. Got it. I've never seen The Sandlot. Although I thought I was about to watch it one time, I went over, I was in seventh grade, I went over to my friend's house, and he had friends Ooh. over, and he had a swimming pool, and then we were like, hey guys, we're going to watch The Sandlot. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we go and sit down around this TV, they hit play, and then a porn star. Ah! I was, and then I didn't even know what The Sandlot was, so I was like, is this The Sandlot? <laughs> the Sandlot Maybe is what I'm going to call my vagina as well. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sadly, yeah. Oh, I feel like everyone. Okay, that's a very extreme example of we're going in to watch a movie, but actually something horrible. That's a very happen. La La Land moonlight moment <laughs> that oh, yeah. you never knew yeah. was gonna happen. So I don't. That's like, a good Bechdel test movie too, though, because there's a lot of you throw like a girl. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good. I, I. We should do a kids movie soon. Yeah, we should. Oh. Um, my version of that story was when I was in high school. Uh, my my friend Jenny invited a bunch of us over to watch P.S. I Love You on DVD from mm-hmm. Blockbuster. This is like the waning days of Blockbuster. Gerard Butler, right? Gerard Butler. I made eye contact with him one time because I was an extra on the set of Bounty Hunter, whatever that movie was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
He looked right at me. I looked right at him. Did you kiss? I became instantly pregnant. Oh, oh my God. God. Anyway, go That's on. That's where the baby came from. P.S. I love you. <laughs> um, so I, I went to watch P.S. I love you and our valedictorian showed up. A weird guy as valedictorians tend to be. But he showed up and he wasn't like technically invited. And we're like, why is Richie here? This is weird. And then the middle of P.S. I love you. Richie pretends to fall asleep on me, and I'm like, okay, uh, Richie's asleep on me. And then when I, I sort of let him rest there, and then he grabbed my left boob, and then I was like, huh! and then there was like two other people in the room, and they didn't really see what was going on. And then Richie like is like, I'm tired, I gotta go home, and then he boots out, and we don't talk for the rest of high school. Whoa. He, so he sexually assaulted you. And then he fled the scene at the yeah I guess so I get but it was it was like a honk yeah it was what a weird you described honk. is a sexual assault. it's a sexual assault but it was Richie so I wasn't afraid <laughs> I was just like I hated that and then when he left my friend Jenny like I don't know came to and she was just like why did Richie leave so suddenly I was like well a he was not invited b he honked my boob and left. Oh man, it's like he it's may kinda, as well have honked. It's sort of like the reverse of what happens in the basketball scene of Coming to America, where Patrice is like, "Oh, you got a dick under this coat? Let me touch a little bit." And then he stands up and he's like, "Yes!" And then he's like, "I gotta go." He's like, "It's halftime." He's like, "This is my favorite part of the game." <laughs> yeah. So maybe, but then things. he goes to the bathroom mm-hmm. and gets recognized. Mm-hmm. That's oh, that's oh, a good. Oh my part goodness! Too. Yeah, this is the happiest day of my life. <laughs> Do you know that guy? Uh, someone I met in the bathroom. Right. Yeah, and yeah. that's such a great line. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I think so I need you to watch it again and just watch it like without expectation. Like you just have to watch it like it's just a long sketch show. I mean, I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I just had some. Oh, say, I just had some notes. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to know that you see her face when she said it. I notes is literally a thing I only learned about like in LA. Yeah. Like when I would receive notes for something in New York, mm-hmm. it wasn't notes coming to me and it was like like executives were getting notes on the project that I did a pilot for or something, whatever. Right. Out here though, it's like everyone has notes for everything. Yeah, and it- I literally sent someone <laughs> A video that I had made for Instagram because they had made a joke and I had a video that could be like that went along with the joke. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they replied and said, oh, did you want notes on this? <clears throat> oh, my God. And this was an Instagram video for 15 seconds. Did you flip a table? That's <laughs> like, uh. I was like, why would I want what? What are you talking about? And he was like, yeah, I mean, oh, well, people is the guy. Yeah. People often send me Instagram videos to give them notes. And I was like, who? Why would that be a thing? Love yeah. notes. Love career advice. I did not ask for. I had someone who was like, going to be a you. guest on my pilot come to the live dress rehearsal of it. Uh-huh. Never speak to me. Like never like said hi. Like I'm going to do your pilot next week. Nice to meet you. But, however, sent notes uh, on my show via somebody else. I hate people assigning value to their opinions. It's so gross. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, why would I give any of a fuck? Right. But it's still, like, deep down, it does make me insecure about something I wasn't going to be insecure about before. Right. So it ends up just hurting yeah. everyone. I don't yeah. know. Nobody needs your notes. Yeah. 
That being said, I do give notes professionally <laughs> on oh. screenplays. If you wanna but have you, my services, <laughs> go to my website. But no. you wait to be asked slash oh, sure. compensated. Yes, and it's yeah. constructive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I literally had someone say for Smart Funny and Black, like you should have you shouldn't have comedians because they're they're trying they're having to think too much about being funny. <laughs> Kill me. And I was like, that, what? <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah, get rid of Grow that up, person. get a library card. Grow up. I gotta up. get out of here. Hey, <laughs> uh, go. steampunk check. Oh steampunk check. No steampunks. No steampunks. No steampunks. No, none of that. In every episode I- we see if there's steampunk culture referenced. It just makes me think of that Wild Wild West movie. That's exactly. That is like peak steampunk, but also a great movie. So that's hard. A great movie? That's a hard one. I enjoy it. I know all the words (laughs) to the theme song. Oh, my God. Wild Wild West. That's almost all the words. That's the only lyric. Do you know (laughs) what that song comes from? No. From Cool Modi had the song called Wild Wild West. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a sample. I didn't know that. Yeah. In the the 80s. So the the like chorus is a he's, sample, and then the actual music. Dun, 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 that's oh, a okay. Stevie Wonder sample. I knew that. I knew I'm that. Okay, back. but the chorus. But the, the Wild chorus. Wild West. <gasps> do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Learning every day. Wow, that's what we come together for. That's yeah. what community is for. That's what togetherness is for. That's true. They it's all, Sherlock Holmes steampunk. The the modern interpretation of With, Sherlock Holmes, like Robert Downey yeah. Jr., totally <gasps> steampunk. <gasps> I'm just, but I love. Oh, that. you know what else? Probably it, Back to the Future Part Three. It definitely Doc. Uh, Doc is that's like true. inventing a, mm-hmm. a refrigerator. He's steampunk. Yeah, he's in, which Doc is Brown the biggest trigger invented of all. steampunk. The invention of steampunk. <laughs> Shit, steampunk. I will say the one thing about. That's like steampunk adjacent that resonates with me is the harpoon gun. Every time I invoke a weapon, that's my that's my first choice is I want you know like I'm gonna harpoon you. Mm. So I do invoke the harpoon gun a lot. That is vaguely steampunk. Well, that's I invoke uh, the AK. That's shout out to my haters who realize this discrepancy. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for you. Yeah. Anyway, the last thing I wanted to say about this movie is so Eddie Murphy his attitude toward women the fact that he wants someone who stimulates his brain and he can have a conversation with that's uh encouraging that's good i like that all of the other main characters who are men have as we discussed pretty poor attitudes toward women and none of them really like we said like lisa's father sort of redeems himself by saying like my daughter's not for sale but Mm -hmm. everyone else kind of i want them to see them more to learn their lesson and for their character arc to happen and for them to grow. That doesn't really happen. Arsenio gets to just be with Patrice, which I do like that pairing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. They still have like pretty poor attitudes. And I mean, this, women. this movie terribly and crazily fails the Bechdel test. Actually... Aren't they always talking about... Actually... <laughs> oh my God. Two degree Caitlin coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there is the scene where Lisa and Patrice are in, I think, their home, and they receive a package. It's the diamond earrings that Akeem sends to Lisa. They start off the conversation not talking about right. men or a specific man. They're literally just talking about the earrings in the package. Technically passes the Bechdel test. The you must have a does, secret admirer. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I don't. Yes, you do. Ain't nobody giving anybody earrings like that unless they're giving up the punani. You know this movie. Oh, like literally <laughs> top to bottom. I can just watch it and say all the words. <laughs> That's great. 
That's like and when that's I watch one the of jinx. favorite line. The but, jinx. Yeah. Why do you know all the words to the jinx? I can rec- I could probably recite an episode of the jinx. Oh my god. If I wanted to. Oh, that movie scares me. They're doing like a TV show that's kind of like a spoof on that. They're doing a jinx spoof. Yeah. About time. That's what I say. <laughs> but that scene. So that scene, like I said, it it digresses into them talking about a secret admirer and men yes. and sex with men and stuff like that. But I thought that too. Yeah. The top of the scene technically passes. There's also another one uh, where toward the end of the movie, uh, the king was like, "Oh, he just a king just came to America." To sow his royal oats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't care about you. So Lisa's very upset. And she like runs out in the living room. And the queen goes, are you all right, honey? Or something like that. And she's just like, I got to go. But that's technically a conversation <laughs> between it two is. women. It is a very, about not a man specifically. an amazing coat. She's oh, wearing really? a full length Sherlin it's that like, I would die for. I lo- it's like suede or something, and then she immediately goes out into the rain. Well, it's a Sherlin. What does that mean? This is a very New York coat. Okay. Like it's a, it is suede, but it's like it's like a suede that you expect that it can get wet. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. It's like a coated suede, I guess, and then the inside is like wool, That's... and it's the it's literally the warmest jacket you've ever ever worn in your life yeah i saw that jacket and i was like my mom definitely had the qvc version of that jacket <laughs> she it had just, the you know 35 dollar version of that jacket it just it doesn't look fine. waterproof and she goes out into the pouring rain and i was just like that poor jacket <laughs> you gotta end a, you get you gotta have a rain scene you yeah the rain scene was very uh, it touched me hmm. I really, I, it, I, I was surprised how barely this movie passes the Bechtel test formally for a movie that whose protagonist is has such a good attitude about but there's women. so few women. conversations with just women yeah mm-hmm. yeah it there's was, literally like three women characters it's just strange that like usually the movies that barely pass it don't have a great attitude about about women like yeah. where the the scene that i always default to is the scene from uh labyrinth um where that scene barely passes because of a similar exchange it's like you're home late shut up between like a stepmom and a daughter right Right. and that movie didn't have a great attitude towards women but this one barely passes also jennifer connelly who's just the most depressed god she's such a drag she's such a drag part of it next level (laughs) there is like there's opportunity for women to speak to each other more in this movie because of a like the pretty strong relationship that's established between lisa and patrice true when they are in a scene together, they're usually talking about Akeem or Daryl, so right. it doesn't pass. But the thing is, neither of them get that much screen time. Yeah. Like, I really, part of why I don't like that those scenes I with all of the barbershop go on for so long is it takes time away from Lisa's screen time. Mm-hmm. Like, she could be a much more developed character, and she's just like, but she, I mean, if you added it up, she maybe has 20 minutes of screen time. Like, we don't get to know her that well. Right. What we do She's see just her, an I object like, of affection. Pretty much. What I do see of her, I like, but mm. she... But the story's not about her. It's not about her, but we can... It's about Akeem. It's about... Yeah, but it, it's about him finding the right woman for him. So I, I feel like if we just knew her a little bit better and we could understand why she's the best match for him... Well, that's I why would... I like Atlanta. Because... Oh, nice. I still have to watch it. You know, Atlanta at first glance feels like, oh, it's just going to be about dudes and we're going to have to just like see Donald Glover. But then, no, like there's entire episodes just about 
the woman who plays his child's mother. Oh, that's great. And so it's just a, but it's like they also had time. Sure. Yeah. Well, they had time in this movie. It's two hours long. They just gave so much of it. To genius barbershop scenes that I can recite. (laughs) I would not. I would top to bottom. What is that velvet? It's beautiful. It's. I wouldn't take it. The barbershop. Who plays that? The Jewish guy. Eddie Murphy. Is it? Yeah. Really? I wasn't sure. Yeah. I. Damn it! I missed one. I was like, because I looked at the list. I'm like, no, I can figure it out. The only one that's not played by either of them is the short guy in the barbershop who's yeah. like the voice of reason. Who's, who's like, the one man, you like, ain't never met no Martin Luther King. Okay. That's neither of them. But like the guy who cuts the hair. And you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in the movie. Right. So he gets, he's the first person in the chair. When they, when they first that. go in the barbershop, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in the chair. Yeah, oh my yeah, God, yeah. I missed that. Uh-huh. <gasps> Damn it. Yeah. And I'm just in the middle of the people versus OJ right now. <laughs> I've seen the whole ESPN OJ I've documentary. Seen I couldn't watch the whole times. people versus OJ. Oh my God. The, it was, it's very <laughs> melodramatic. It's, it's so, so, I don't even understand melodrama. why it's winning all these awards. I don't get it. <laughs> I like, I like, I like it, but it's so melodramatic. Who's, who's the actress who plays Marsha? Um, Sarah. Oh, Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson. Yeah. She does really well. Yeah. Did you know that Marsha Clark has nudes? I found them. No. Why were you looking no. for them? Because it's referenced in The People versus OJ. It's not referenced in the documentary. And then I recently watched the series and they reference like, Marsha, did you know your nudes from when you're 25 got leaked? And she's like, no. And I'm like, those better fucking be real. They are. <laughs> she looks great. Uh, cool. Does anyone else have any, uh, does anyone have any final thoughts about the movie? Specifically, the portrayal of women in the movie. I mean, I don't think that the portrayal of women in the movie is as profound as it could have been. But what I do appreciate is that at the very least, because this was also a time when like that was coming through. Like we were seeing Sally Field and like Meryl Streep play these roles like in Silkwood and in like Steel Magnolias. where like it was very women centric was just now becoming like even a, a concept like, oh, mm-hmm. women see movies too. Um <laughs> But I do appreciate that, like, the lead and the overall concept of this movie is about looking at women beyond sexual objects. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's established pretty early that that is, like, what the protagonist is looking for. Like, he's literally in a hot tub, like, in a bathing pool with the three women. And he's just like, ho-hum. Right. Can't we talk about... Because with most like Nietzsche, yeah, <laughs> with most like uh, I guess comedy and, and rom coms, it starts with like the male character feels the opposite and then must be persuaded throughout yes. the movie to not only want to fuck, but I like that uh, Akeem starts like, yeah. okay, I've fucked enough, you know. Yeah, which I imagine a man saying that I'm good. I want to talk about <laughs> Noam Chomsky. Exactly, like, that's oh. where he's at. Yeah. Where is he? Where is he? I want that person. Where's he at? We'll find not in LA. We'll find our sweet prince. He's in like Mother San Sipo. Diego. He's at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> He's at Chuck E. Cheese tonight. Oh. Yeah, you got to go to Chuck E. What Cheese. If tonight I, what if I? What if I literally started dating the bartender at Chuck E. Oh Cheese? Oh my god, perfect Mike would match. be like, "Come on, my you would be like, come on, definitely." Jamie, <laughs> first the first the gender and now this. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I've I've already lived down enough times with the professions of people that I've let inside <laughs> me. So. Uh, yeah, maybe not. But uh, if he's amazing, hey, hey, if he gives me a free blue moon, for sure, for sure, my selling price is like seven dollars. <laughs> okay, let's change the subject. <laughs> hey, let's rate the like movie. It. Okay. Ooh. So we rate the movie on a scale of zero to five nipples. 
the nipple scale, the famous Bechtel cast nipple scale. Bam, yes. bam, bam, bam. And we rate it specifically on its portrayal of the women in the movie. Specifically on its portrayal of women in the movie, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I actually, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Because the four main like representations of women in the movie are Lisa, Patrice, Prince Hakeem's mom, mm-hmm. and then the woman at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And three out of four of those are very like in charge of their lives, are very vocal, you know, and don't feel like suppressed mm-hmm. to say no to things that are not in their individual purview. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Agree. And they don't have like consequences for being that either. You know what I mean? They're not punished for it. Right. Yeah. Which is another rare empowered woman thing. We didn't talk about the queen that much. I wish we had talked about it. But she, yeah, um, she doesn't get much screen time either. But when she is on screen, she's basically being like, hey, husband of mine, quit being a fucking stupid idiot about this. Basically, he's a cuck, but he doesn't he doesn't want to project that image. <laughs> but like we know she knows her. I mean, he's knows. wearing a giant lion face. Right. Like he's got something Which, to prove. He's got Mufasa. Maybe Mufasa. Mm-hmm. Lots of Mufasa foreshadowing in this. So much Mufasa foreshadowing. Oh, my God. <laughs> that got very meta. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it three and a half. Okay. Nipples, because uh, Caitlin, you do make a good point that there that I I liked all the female characters. I, I you know, and the the woman at the beginning he's supposed to marry. I felt for her, even if sure she was just she, con- was, she was conditioned right. to be that way. She We're had, all conditioned by the patriarchy. She didn't have Can the opportunity really to develop her own personality, so I don't hold it too much against her. Right. Uh, but the screen time thing that you pointed out that was like that that is a good point. Um, and the fact that it barely passes the Bechdel test in spite of its good attitude towards women. So three and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give two of those nipples to Patrice because she is my favorite character. I'm going to give uh, half a nipple to the lady I feel bad for. I'm going to give one nipple to the queen. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it three nipples because I like that at least the main character's attitude toward women is, that, yes, I want someone to stimulate me intellectually mm-hmm. in addition mm-hmm. To making love. Making yeah, love. They only do that in the Pacific Northwest. Right. right. <laughs> like I said, the other men in the movie do not have nearly as progressive attitudes toward women. And they, I feel like, don't suffer the consequences of those bad thoughts and ideas. And, well, um, some of attitudes. them do. I mean, Daryl gets broken up with. but then And then his... he's like in the rain and it ruins his Jerry curl. <laughs> Right. That was That's a, a big deal. That was more poignant than I was expecting it to be. This <laughs> was like, oh. But can we say that, like, the guys in the barbershop, they were never disrespectful to women. That's true. And they were also like, well, you need to go to the Black Awareness Rally. Like, there's right. really, you know, women there that are about more than just, like, going to the club. And then he's just like, that's why I'm going. Like, <laughs> Although the women there are mostly, again, in a beauty pageant, but just, Lisa like, being very, very objectified. Lisa and Patrice are there, though. Um, they're, they're yeah, I think my main Fair thing... Enough. My main thing is that I just wish we had gotten to know Lisa a bit more. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I selfishly wanted more screen time for Patrice because I want to absorb her lessons. Let's see a Patrice and Lisa spinoff. 
Patrice to <laughs> return to America. <laughs> or return to America. Well, I or would love to see coming to Zamunda. That's what I was going to say. I would love to see Patrice in Zamunda. Like, what is that? Oh, Don't make me write this movie. Great movie. I'll and then, send it to you for notes. We've got it. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to start sending people files and see if they assume that they should get their thoughts on it. Amanda, thanks so much again for coming. Yes, thanks thank for having you. me. Where can people find you online? A- anywhere at Amanda Seals. So I'll Twitter, YouTube, The Gram, all at Amanda Seals. And then Facebook, some broad name Amanda Seals won't give it up. So I'm um, Facebook Amanda Seals TV. Got it. Okay. That's a cool one too. I have no consistency. My Facebook is facebook.com slash dog stealer, <laughs> which I chose my senior year of high school. I'm like, this would be funny and confusing for the rest of the time Facebook is relevant. Um, and here we are. Nothing else with dog stealer. It's, all it's like a branding thing. It's like I'm not branding very well. It's always a different, stupid two word phrase. <laughs> Pie well, fucker. You- <laughs> <laughs> If you want to follow the Bechtel cast, which you should, brand uniformity, yeah. Yeah, we're, on, we're at, at Bechtel cast on mm-hmm. Twitter. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can also write and review us there. We really appreciate it when you do that. Can I also invite people to come to Smart Bunny and Black every first Tuesday? You sure can. Please do. You just do. Yeah, if you live in Los Angeles. At the uh, Nerd Melt showroom, you don't have to be Smart Bunny or Black to attend. You just have to want to watch. That's most people in Los Angeles. Touche. <laughs> you just have to kind of. You just have to appreciate good comedy and uh, black culture because that's what we do. Yay! Awesome. Good Thanks chance. again. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Uh, Anytime I get to sit around and talk with two smart, funny gals about Aww. coming to America, at that, it's oh, the best way to spend my day. Watch if you haven't seen the movie. Watch the movie for crying out loud. I'm on Twitter at Hamburger Phone. Where are you? I'm at Caitlin Durante. Okay. Don't add me on Facebook, but it's Dog Stealer. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. 
Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.